This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. It's Lou Dobbs Sunday. Not just politics and business, but it is. This is Lou Dobbs Sunday. Welcome to Lou Dobbs Sunday. And the big issue this week, two presidents on the border at the same time. One, the current president, if you want to call him that. The other, the man who should have been president, Donald J. Trump. And to see the two of them on the border, the different ways in which they interacted with the Border Patrol, with the government officials, uh, and with, in fact, the Mexicans on the other side of the Rio Grande, uh, was amazing. The difference, I mean. For example, Joe Biden was sort of shuffling along. He was, well, I think, glad to have the arm of one of the federal agents who supported him throughout. It was a sad, sad picture, an image most people will never forget. Contrast that with President Donald J. Trump, the man, as I said, who should have been president. But the 2020 election, well, let's just say there were some irregularities involved. He was in command throughout, interacting with the police officers, the Border Patrol agents, the DE agents, and the people who live in Eagle Pass, Texas. And that contrast between Donald Trump and Joe Biden should assure President Trump an immense turnout, an immense victory come November 5th. We're going to focus on that comparison, and we're going to turn to the issue just exactly how do they compare We bring in now Tom Fitton. He's the president of Judicial Watch. And, Tom, great to have you with us. Uh, Give us your sense. How do the two compare? Yeah, it's a a marked contrast uh, in terms of their cognitive abilities. Uh, And and this is not a political statement. This is the reality. And that's the challenge that Biden has politically, you know, uh, because the secret is that, you know, President Trump is, 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 you know, 77. Uh, but he doesn't sound like someone who's lost a step. No. And that's simply not true for Joe Biden. I'm being charitable there. I think he has evidence of sig- significant cognitive challenges. And, you know, as I said in his speech, Garland can't have it both ways. He can't accept Kerr's uh, special counsel report that says that Biden's memory is so bad that, you know, no jury would ever convict him. And continue with him, you know, with no objection to being president. Yeah, I think, and I think you're exactly right. The, that her report is, I think, pivotal 
because it it makes official, if you will, his impairments uh, and comes very close to bringing in uh, his also his compromise uh, uh, compromise position, which is with of course the the communist Chinese. Uh, we're, we're looking at you know going there for just a moment right, to the Penn Biden Center, where all of those documents that were stolen at some point by someone, if not Biden, who? But the reality is that the logs, the visitor logs for the the center, for some reason, somehow, were deleted from 2017 to 2021. And those are suspicious dates, don't you think? You know, if Trump had similar issues, that would launch, that would have, that, that circumstance would have launched congressional hearings and, you know, three days straight of MSNBC commentary. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but you have all these accidents happen that are nerd to the benefit of President Biden and uh, the media yawns. And, you know, obviously the big news this week is that, uh, you know, Hunter's supposed to come in and testify to the House. I, I expect we'll be underwhelmed. Uh, and I'm frustrated it took so long for it to happen, but I guess better late than never. Better late than never. And and he also had a remarkable quote for everybody that uh, saying, I guess, speaking of himself in the third person, he said, Hunter Biden uh, remaining uh, off, uh, (laughs) remaining sober uh, will be an act in support of uh, democracy. I'm paraphrasing. But I mean, the arrogance of the comment and the stupidity of it are are a wonderful combination, a a combination we've seen at work before in things, Biden. But I mean, that's the kind of arrogance and stupidity that we're, we're dealing with here. Uh, well, we're dealing with, you are, uh, and also the investigating committees of the U.S. Congress. I mean, some of it is just so ignorant uh, and yeah. obvious. I mean, think of the mirror. What's the mirror of that? The mirror of that is when he wasn't sober, he was creating corruption problems for Joe Biden. Yes, that's exactly the inverse corollary. <laughs> and and it, it doesn't. And it raises the-, the question whether he's still sober. I, you know. Uh, you know, look, and and one can have sympathy for that challenge that Hunter has, right? But still, be kind of cynical that he's overcome the challenge. And uh, and secondly, it's no excuse for the whole Biden family operation, of which Hunter was only a cog in the end. It all relied on Joe to get it done. Uh, that was essentially a transnational racketeering operation. It's true. It is absolutely true. And and as you suggest, we, none of us here is talking about uh, we're not in any way mocking his addiction, but we are mocking uh, the phony nonsense that has been spun up around his addiction and the clear destructive uh, force that's been unleashed, as it always is. And those addicted, uh, in this case, destroying perhaps a presidency, because we wouldn't know anything about this if it weren't for that. That uh, Russian disinformation laptop. Uh, it was awfully good of the Russians to drop that by, wasn't it, Tom? Yeah. And, uh, well, you know, and that's an example of, you know, the sort of recklessness, recklessness and decision making associated with with folks who are like Hunter, you know, leaving things like his laptop behind at that computer store. I mean, that's something probably he wouldn't have done if he had his wits about him. Right. But, uh, you know. Even when he was addicted, even when he was 
you know, in, in the thrall of whatever he was dealing with, he was able to function in terms of doing business, and he was doing business. And so let's not pretend that you get a get-out-of-jail-free card uh, because you're addicted while you're committing criminal acts. Usually that's, that's a reason to make, uh, um, you know, to pursue significant uh, prosecutions for you and increase the penalties, not the other way around. And it, and it is interesting that just about everything gets inverted with Hunter Biden and the Bidens. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's like the dog biting, uh, commander biting uh, agents. I think more than 20 of them, uh, at least 24 times. And still the, the Biden family had this arrogance to suggest that a, not suggest they, they demanded that the, uh, the special agents of the Secret Service be chewed on by their dog. It's a, just a, it's a wonderful benefit and perk of serving the Biden family in the White House. I, the, the, the disgusting nature of these people, uh, is overwhelming. Whether it be their crimes and corruption, whether it be the way they treat those who uh, who should demand respect, including the Secret Service, it just goes on and on. Yeah, I mean, we uncovered that whole dog scandal, um, you know, and we got details that showed they were lying about it. And then they got the second dog. We got a tip that dog was out of control still, that second dog. We uncovered it in July. New lawsuit results in new documents in the last week coming out to the public. And, you know, I'm reminded of, you know, like some of these mafiosos walking down the street. And it's the godfather. He's got this vicious dog who's attacking everyone. And no one says anything because he's the godfather. And the Secret Service, those poor agents, you know, in the more recent productions, one of those agents was taken down by the dog. I mean, these were not nips, not that that's acceptable. These were vicious attacks by the dog. Sometimes when the dog was supposedly under the custody and control of Mr. or Mrs. Biden, unacceptable. Unacceptable. You know, I happen to wonder what would have happened if in self-defense one of those agents had drawn his or her weapon and and killed the dog straight up. Well, that's what the agents were worried about, too because they thought it was going to lead to something like that, and they'd be within their rights to do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I want to turn to the Trump legal issues. He has now appealed that uh, outrageous uh, $454 million judgment in the New York civil fraud case against the Trump organization. Uh, what are the, what in your judgment, are, are the likely uh, results of the appeal? Oh, I think in the end, I don't know if it will be thrown out in its entirety, but certainly the the uh, confiscatory fine is going to be curtailed. I mean, that's what they do in third world dictatorships. And I don't think New York, at least the, if the judicial system is willing to go that far, maybe the entire country's lost. But I, I can't imagine the appellate court's going to uphold that type of fine. But in the end, he's still being abused and punished through the process. You know, the other dangerous thing in New York is this Alvin Bragg case, you know, another unprecedented novel application of the law to try to get Trump in a way that's never been done before. I think he's going to be convicted if that goes to trial. It's a New York jury. And, you know, I think these cases are largely rigged. 
Um, it's a democratic machine that's putting him through this. Uh, so, uh, th- this is, this is, and as I noted over the weekend, Lou, I said, you know, our elections are already compromised, right? You know, and the question is, do we get an outcome that reflects the will of the people or not? Even because sometimes you can have a compromise election and, you know, things work out in the end one way or the other. Uh, but let's not pretend that this is not compromising our election as we speak. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Hi, it's Lou Dobbs for Priority Gold, America's precious metals dealer. These are volatile times with high inflation, soaring debt, wars on multiple continents, and rising financial stress. Central banks are buying gold to diversify their reserves, so are many Americans. Call Priority Gold and find out how precious metals can help you diversify your portfolio. They're highly rated and happy to help. Call 1-866-303-6357 or get a free gold guide at PriorityGoldGuide.com. That's Priority PriorityGoldGuide.com. Well, it is without question. There's already election interference, whether we be whether we're talking about uh, Fulton County, whether we're talking about, <clears throat> excuse me, the Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg, uh, Letitia James, the Attorney General of New York, or Jack Smith, Special Counsel, uh, and the list goes on. Uh, we're talking about election interference. It's obviously coordinated. It's orchestrated, and not even not even the uh, sometimes obtuse Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, John Roberts, can ignore the obvious. Uh, I would put it this way: collusion of the the Marxist Dems, the deep state, all to destroy President Trump and to prevent his reelection. Yeah, you know the the logical extension of that. Is if indeed the and it appears very right now the Biden regime is simply ignoring the judgments of the Supreme Court. Uh, I don't know how much more it could be stood by the American people if the if the Supreme Court, as the last resort, abdicates. Uh, that would be an invitation to open conflict in our society, don't you think? Well, I mean, I think the left has been pushing for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's always this air of intimidation and the threat of violence if they don't get their way. Uh, right now, according to The Atlantic, you've got leftists figuring out ways to uh, uh, upend the electoral college count if Trump wins. Not because of fraud, just simply because they don't think he should be in office. Right. It, it, it's It's really galling to think that we have no... At this point, uh, advanced uh, superpower, if you will, I think we can still claim that, has no way in which uh, to stifle, to stop uh, rampant corruption and political uh, political domination uh, between the permanent bureaucracy uh, and the Marxist Dems who are running the Democrat Party as well as the federal government. Uh, this this is a seizure. It, it is, without a question, uh, the an effort uh, to turn this country in an entirely different way, uh, irrespective of our history or heritage, uh, toward, toward Marxism, 
perhaps communism, uh, but we are already a surveillance police state, uh, and we have much to overcome just to to get back to some kind of normalcy. Do you agree? Oh, yeah. Uh, We've got this crazed censorship, Jack Smith taking up the Twitter followers and tracking them through a subpoena, everyone who supported Trump on Twitter. It's crazy town in that regard. You know, and, and, and my view is, and I keep on coming back to this, it's not like there are no tools available to try to check this in the, in the short term. The Republicans nominally control the House of Representatives. They've yet to use the tool and leverage they have with continuing resolutions, meaning the government will partially or, clo- or, or substantially close down unless they agree, uh, to enforce policy changes, such as to making sure Biden can't spend money affecting the invasion, shutting down the abuses of Jack Smith and curtailing federal funding to those jurisdictions hurting uh, Trump in New York and Fulton County. If they're going to be violating his civil rights, they shouldn't be getting federal money to help them do it. And then, of course, you've got the censorship issues and the other abuses of Biden, all of which are fully funded through these continuing resolutions, each time it's come up under the Republican-controlled Congress in the last several months. Now there's another opportunity this week and next to, you know, maybe take a stand on one of those. How about just one of those issues that, you know what, if, you know, if I were Speaker Johnson, I would have begun saying a month ago, well, I know there's this continuing resolution coming up. I can't imagine we're going to authorize the continued spending of tax money to move illegal aliens throughout the United States. We can't allow that to happen, and the government's going to shut down unless it doesn't stop, unless it stops. I think when, well, we're going to t- we're going to talk about what else needs to stop. We're talking with Tom Fitton. We're coming right back, folks. Please stay with us. We'll be right back. It's Lou Dobbs Sunday. It's not just politics and business, but it is. This is Lou Dobbs Sunday. We're back now with Judicial Watch's Tom Fitton. Tom, I can't imagine why or how these leaders in the House of Representatives can justify appropriating money for those departments, those agencies, frankly, the entire government that is persecuting Donald Trump that is keeping 1,200 American citizens in prison, those January 6th prisoners of uh, the left. Uh, It just goes on and on. And what is happening with President Trump is absolutely despicable. And yet, how could Mike Johnson have any hesitation in saying, we're shutting down the federal government until our border is secured, until there is effective interior enforcement of immigration laws, until uh, he stops with the nonsense with Ukraine, until he starts recognizing and respecting the rights of Americans instead of running a surveillance police state? Uh, To your point, why in the world is there any lack of uh, motivation? Well, to me, it's a leader. There's a leadership gap on these corruption issues. Uh, you know, Mike Johnson is as conservative as uh, we are on virtually every issue. Uh, but, you know, he sees his leadership role as something very different than I think Americans want from the speaker, which is, you know, he's trying to guide a divided caucus uh 
to try to get to certain places. And my view is you provide the leadership, and if it's important, then you should demand uh, you know, people follow you in this regard and, and push those who are on the outside of these issues, you know, the, the moderate left-wing Republicans, they need to get on board. I mean, our, our, our nation's at stake. As we look at the one party neutered and the other uh, not particularly strong, there is one, there's just one force at work here. Without Donald J. Trump, the Republican Party does not have an agenda. They do not have leadership. They do not have a philosophy. Uh, and they don't have uh, an agenda. With Donald Trump, they have the man who shut down the cartels and shut down the border and stopped illegal immigration, reduced crime and the flow of drugs and sex trafficking. And with and with Joe Biden, he threw the doors wide open, 2,000 miles of border. He threw he, he just simply put it into the possession of the Mexican drug cartels. They own that border now and they are. You know, 100,000 Americans dying of fentanyl is collateral damage to the Biden policies. And and by the way, it'd have to rise much higher than that for it to be of even uh, any concern to them, obviously. Uh, We are in a in a matchup that I can't imagine this country would uh, would accept anything but the leadership of Donald Trump. As we wrap up here, what what do you think? Well, you know, I think it's. the election is going to be close. Um, and, you know, the polls show that uh, uh, Trump is the favorite. And I'm just concerned about the lawlessness associated with the left's approach to political debates. Uh, so, uh, you know, th- those are the challenges. And, uh, you know, if those if those if we fail to meet and overcome those challenges, I, I fear for the future of the republic. And that's why, you know, Judicial Watch is so adamant on talking and focusing on this. Right. Well, and we thank you for all that you and Judicial Watch are doing. This is the existential election that we have been talking about for some years. This is a decision on November 5th as to whether or not we will retain this constitutional republic and where the country will go forward as a democracy. Tom Fenton, as always, we appreciate you being with us. Uh, you're welcome. Thank you.